We present The Castle by Kim Fuller. This week on The Castle, a memoir, a potion and a performance. Well, Charlotte, another day in boring old Woodstock. I know. Where's all the entertainment? All we get in the player's yard is the same old so-called reality plays like Young, Vague and Living with a Plague. (laughs) And Britain's next top leper. (laughs) One Maiden and Ten Desperate Lords. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's very good. Actually, I'm waiting to see if I got in. Ah, morning, Anne. Charlotte. Ah, Merlin. Mm. What a delicious smell. Today's lunch will be my signature dish. Roast chicken stuffed with duck, stuffed with quail, stuffed with wood pigeon, stuffed with sparrow, stuffed with goose. (laughs) Sorry to nitpick, Merlin, but uh, shouldn't the smallest bird be on the inside? I was trying to be a bit more adventurous and wacky, sire, in the manner of the famous culinary knight Baron Heston von Blumenthal. (laughs) So uh, how do you get the goose inside the sparrow? With difficulty, sire. The sparrow wasn't happy. It kept flying off. In the end, I magicked the goose to a tiny size and put it inside a different sparrow when it wasn't looking. And now that it's cooked perfectly, I can magic the goose back to its normal size. In the name of Vader of Obi-Wan and the Sith of Thoth. Hi, everyone. What's for breakfast? Goose, get bigger. Oh! I only asked. Bango's lunch, then. What are you moaning about, Henry? I've got a pigeon stuck in my eye. I only came in for a boiled egg. I'll get it. It better not be that idiot who tried to sell me stone cladding last week. <laughs> Hello? Sire, you must help me. I have been brutally attacked on the road by a gang of robbers. My name is Lord Andrew Lord Lloyd Webber. <laughs> What's happened? I was assaulted in a most vicious manner. I can see that from the terrible injuries you have on your face. Yeah, gross. (laughs) They never touched my face. Uh, Sorry, old boy, I didn't quite catch the name. Father, surely you must know who this is. The great theatrical impresario and king of musical theatre. Well, you better come in. (laughs) After you've composed yourself. (laughs) Did you uh, see what I did there? Good morning, sire. You're up early. Yes, Duncan. I'm putting the finishing touches to the first part of my epic autobiography. Did you read any of it? I did indeed, sire, whilst I was on the water closet. What did you think? Not bad, eh? I particularly liked the quality of the paper. (laughs) Very soft and absorbent. What about the writing, the sweep of history, the record of an amazing military career? I found it an interesting work of fiction. What do you mean, fiction? The whole thing has been meticulously researched. What about the passage where you describe liberating Jerusalem armed only with a sword in one hand and a pano chocolat in the other? (laughs) And there's the question of your literary style. What do you mean? Look at this description of the Battle of Baghdad. I smashed the enemy infantryman on the head. Whack! He smashed me on the head. Pow! I stabbed him in the leg. Stab! He crashed down. Crash. Then he got up and I hit him again. Bang. He hit me again. Clang. I fell down in the sand. Slush. But then I got up and hit him again. Whack, bang, kaplunk. Splat. He fell back, never to rise again. (laughs) 
brilliantly evocative. It's almost as if you were there. I would venture to suggest, sire, that the description could be improved somewhat. You seem decidedly picky today, Duncan. It's a lot better than that rubbish yeoman McNabb writes. <laughs> That's about as exciting as mumps. Perhaps a wider vocabulary would be in order, sire. A few more adjectives, for example. What a pathetic, ridiculous, perverse, sophomoric, asinine suggestion. <laughs> yes, that kind of thing. The point of this book is to help cement my name into the annals of history and also endear me to Lady Anne's heart. Ah, is that why you say this book is dedicated to Lady Anne, thief of my heart, stoker of my loins, <laughs> my face is leaving in five minutes, be on it. <laughs> Exactly. I'm hoping she'll read between the lines and perceive my true feelings. So, Sir Andrew, I trust you are recovered from your ordeal. Methinks I am. Thank you, Sir John. I shall live to compose another day. Oh, well. Can't win them all. <laughs> so tell us what happened, my lord. Yes, entrance us with your tales. Ah, I had been travelling the land casting for my latest theatrical production and I was on my way back to London when we were attacked and my entire cast kidnapped. Why would anyone want to kidnap your cast? Ah, there is a talent war going on in London, Sir John. Too many talent shows chasing too little talent. England hath talent, Scotland hath talent, Mercia hath talent... <laughs> Now they are starting on towns. Winchester hath talent, Bolton hath talent, even the estate just outside Lyme Regis next to the cesspit hath talent. <laughs> it doesn't, by the way. But who would want to do this to you, sire? There is an upstart peasant who is desperate to become a knight and will do anything to sabotage my play. Who is this rogue? Master Cowell of Subo. Ah. <laughs> yes, yes, I have heard tell of him. They say when he wears a suit of armour, his tacit goes right up to his breastplate. What are you going to do, sire? What can a poor lord do? I have a theatre which will open its doors next week, and people who have paid to see The Wizard of Oz will instead see just a doorman, a cleaner, and a rat catcher. It'll still be better than Starlight Express. Possibly. But I must present the show they paid for, and yet I lack both a cast and the means to find one. Here's a thought. I've just come into the possession of an inn with a stage, which might be the perfect place for auditions. Do you think Woodstock will have sufficient talent? Look in front of you, sire. Do you not see untapped talent aplenty? Yes, but do you think that wardrobe will be able to hit the high notes? <laughs> Well, Duborne, thank you for letting me read your autobiography. I can honestly say I couldn't put it down. Why not? Because you manacled my hands to the cover. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. I just needed your opinion, as you are a sophisticated man of letters. Uh, of course. Well, thank you for that. Feel free to criticise. Well, the first thing to note is the blurb on the cover. Makes the Bible look like a piece of graffiti on the wall of a Tunisian dung house. <laughs> Eye-catching, don't you think? Did the Archbishop of Canterbury really say that? <laughs> I'm sure he will. But uh, it's quite a claim to say that your book is better than the Bible. Well, not that I've read the Bible, but apparently it's very boring. Too much begetting and not enough beheading. And you describe uh, mostly scenes of violence, but you don't say how these traumatic events affected you. How you coped with post-traumatic stress. I'm sorry, what are you talking about? 
What's a medical term for those who find battle traumatic? <laughs> Why would anyone find battle traumatic? It's the most exhilarating thing there is. Apart from an hour in the Marseille Gentlemen's Club with Madame La Derriere. <laughs> People like their heroes to be sensitive, to show a softer side to themselves. What on earth for? Well, it makes them more human. Look at the autobiography of Lord Campbell of Spin, one of the most despised of the, of the former king's advisers. He wrote about how he felt depressed. The man's a whining child. Yes, but it made people feel sympathy for him. And now they've forgotten his duplicitous Machiavellian dealings and taken him back into their hearts. Plus, he sold more books. So what you're saying is, if I write like a woman, then people will respect me more and buy my book. Well, I, I didn't quite say that. That, that is this, so this, diabolically this. devious, it fair fills me with utter joy. Thank you, Sir John. I now see what I have to do. Excellent, excellent. Uh, could you take off the manacles before you go? <laughs> Gosh, who'd have thought we'd get to audition the villagers with Sir Andrew? Yeah. How many villagers are in the Wizard of Oz? Don't be silly, there aren't any. Yeah, it should be quite easy then. So, ladies, the first rule for female judges on a talent show is... You have to cry. Because the talent is so bad? No, it's nothing to do with the talent. It's just to draw attention to how caring and human you are. Roger that. So, let's have the first auditionee. Ah, hello, my dear. You're going to sing the part of Dorothy, are you? Yes, I am. And it please you, my lord? Rubbish! Charlotte, she hasn't done anything yet. Oh. Nor is it time for the crying. Crying stopped, my Lord of Webber. Doesn't bother me, mate. I only came in to clean the privies. Next. I love your costume, my man. What is your name? Scarecrow. Yes, I admire you internalising the part, bravissimo, but I mean your real name. I'm called Scarecrow, sire, because I'm a scarecrow. Cool. Thank you, milady. I was given the power of speech by the wizard Merlin when he was drunk one night and thought he'd have a laugh. <laughs> oh, my Lord, Charlotte loves him. She's already in tears. Uh, actually, that's because he's full of straw and I get really bad hay fever. How extraordinarily fortuitous. A real scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. Please, sing the scarecrow song. Oh, I, I don't want to be the scarecrow. Why not? Because I don't want to be typecast. It's bad for my career. So what do you want to be? The Cowardly Lion. I'm afraid that's not possible. Oh, now it comes out. You're a strawist. No, I am not a strawist. I just don't want you playing a lion. Because you're a rotten strawist. No, it's because you can't stand up without a pole and you're a fire hazard. Strawist! Get out! I thought he was pretty good. Did he get the part? <laughs> Right, here we are, the witch woman's cottage. <clears throat> oh! Let be he who be coming to the house of the witch woman be. It's Sir William de Warren. I, I need to speak to you. And what be that which he be wish to speak to me about be? Look, just shut up and open... <laughs> just shut up and open the door. Uh, no, thanks. And can you stop talking in that voice? It's very irritating. Sorry. <laughs> Just doing my witch thing. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter if you have a degree in psychotherapy. People will not take you seriously unless you talk like an idiot and put owl pellets in your tea. <laughs> 
What can I do for you? Well, apparently there is something in male psychology called connecting with your feminine side. I need to access mine, but I'm hoping it doesn't involve dressing up in any frilly garments. Right. Um, well, I can offer you a course of adder's venom, hedgehog sweat, lizard's leg, ice, lemon, celery stick and a dash of Tabasco. I'll take that. OK, that'll be five groats, including 20% vat. What's vat? Value-added toad. <laughs> Okay, take one teaspoon in the morning and do not exceed the advised dose or it could be dangerous. Very well. Which woman? I'll be off. And if it doesn't work, be sure I shall be reporting you to the alternative therapy regulatory body off which. (laughs) Good day to you. My lord. You nearly put my eye out with that sword. I'm sorry about that. Just shaving my bodily hair off. I thought I'd have a thought I'd have a new look. I see. Uh, you've missed a bit, sire. Oh, no, that's intentional. Thought it looked rather fetching. I, I got the idea from a young lady I met on one of my trips. Hmm. Was she a Brazilian by any chance? <laughs> yes. How did you know? My lord, I fear we may have had a burglar. Someone's been rummaging around in my wardrobe. Uh, That was me. I I hope you don't mind. Just looking for a new outfit. Getting bored with leather leggings and chain mail. I borrowed a couple of your cheesecloth see-through blouses. Are you all right, sir? Never felt better. The witch woman gave me a potion to help me get in touch with my softer, feminine side. Well, it certainly seems to be working. And how about a pedicure? I'd love one. (laughs) Now, I hear Lord Lloyd Webber is in town auditioning for his new show. Thought I might go along. After I've sprayed my entire body with this strongly scented water... Oh, I love a man who acts on impulse. Well, Sir John, I have auditioned pretty much every soul in Woodstock, and the amount of talent is barely enough to fill a pixie's thimble. Ah, Sir Andrew. <laughs> Devoran! <laughs> Why are you wearing blonde pigtails, a cheesecloth shirt and a skirt, <laughs> and white socks? <laughs> well, I couldn't get the red shoes to fit, but I have ordered my cobbler to make some. And why are you here, sir? Why do you think? I'm auditioning for the part of Dorothy. I tried to put him off, but he wouldn't listen. I rather thought the part of Dorothy has to be a woman. No, it doesn't. It's time to think outside of the box. (laughs) What's he talking about, Duncan? I fear he hath taken too much of the witch woman's potion. His female side is taking over. I'm sorry, my darling, but it's not going to work out. Give me the part, thou dog, lest I slit thee from navel to ear. Ah, oh, get him off me! Warren, Warren, take your sword off Sir Andrew's neck. There's a good chap. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what's happening to me. I'm a bit, a bit jumpy. I'm, I'm getting irrationally irritated and, and emotional for no apparent reason. Oh, if you weren't a bloke, I'd say it was the time of the month. You mean late June? <laughs> no, you know, PLT. You mean I'm turning into a sandwich? No, I mean pre-lunar terror. Every woman becomes terrifying before the full moon. I'm sorry. I only wanted to be in the show, that's all. Uh, no. no, no, don't worry. No, stop, no, do stop crying, old chap. Your mascara's running. Sir William... How are you feeling? Uh, Better, thank you. Cool, cold peace. Thank you, my lady Charlotte. Much smaller than usual. 
What's that statue of a weeping angel doing on top of it? It's a symbol of mourning for the death of my masculinity. Duncan told me that you had been trying to find your female side. Oh, indeed. Your heart is like a fortress barred to my every attempt at entry. I have knocked on the front gate, looked through the letterbox, tried to storm the battlements. All that is left is to try to gain entry via the back door. I wouldn't try that, sire. Indeed, it would be unchivalrous and wrong. Not necessarily. I felt I had become coarsened through war and that in order to gain your heart, I would need to shed my macho exterior to reveal a softer side. Well, there's no need to change. You are who you are and you're not a bad person. You're just a bit... You mean there is still hope for me? There's always hope. When hope dies, then so does the world. Oh, milady. Oh, my lord. Hey, look, your angel's jumped off. Well, Sir John, I can't tell you how grateful I am to you all for stepping into the breach and playing in the wizard. My lord, if it sends you on your way with a spring in your step and indeed half an hour earlier than you would have done, otherwise, it'll all be worth it. And everyone's happy with their parts? Yes. Actually, I've always wanted longer legs. (laughs) All right, can't wait to see this. All right, my loves, cue Billy Bagshot. Lords and ladies, the premiere of a new musical play, The Wizard of Oz, by our greatest living literary knight in the whole of Europe and the UN... Who wrote all this? I did. Perhaps I should set it to music. Please don't. (laughs) His royal theatricalness, Sir Andrew Lord Lloyd Webber. Oh, what a terrible, terrible storm that was, Toto. I have a feeling we're not in Woodstock anymore. What do you think, Toto? Wait a minute. Toto's a dog, not a pig. Uh, We couldn't find a dog who could take direction. (laughs) You'll get a better performance out of a pig. Yeah, and more sandwiches afterwards. (laughs) All right, carry on. Oh, who's this horrible witch-looking woman approaching? Don't be silly, it's me. You're supposed to be in character. You're the witch. In fact, you're all the witches. Okay, copy that. Charlotte, that's amazing. I know. I just copied the voice of the witch woman in the woods. But she wouldn't let me borrow her costume. How irritating. I know, she really gave me the hump. I'm wearing it now. My name is Dorothy Gale Force 5, veering westerly Storm Force 10. Oh, yes, Aop. You'll be the little girl who has terrible trouble with Windecky Thump. That's right. And are you the Wicked Witch of the East? Ah, no, I'll be the Wicked Witch of the North, happen as like. I'm from Leeds. And I want my room of slippers back. I thought the slippers belonged to the Wicked Witch of the West. Wah, that's right, that's right. They are, they are. <laughs> now they ain't, they be mine, you slag. <laughs> and who are you? Ah, I'd be the Wicked Witch of the East. Dalston, to be precise. Give me back me kippers. <laughs> what do you mean, your kippers? Me kippers, slippers. It'd be rhyming slang, lover-duck, gertcher, leave-a-tap, rabbit-rabbit. They're my slippers, hand them over, you maggot, you wazzock. No, I shan't. Happen they're mine. Get your own slippers, thou soft southern slapper. Here, they be mine. Get your hands off them. Get off, you big Jesse. Why, they be mine. Leave it out. Oh, my God. It's no good and I can't do it. What's the matter, Charlotte? There's just too many witches. It's so confusing. Having trouble, Dorothy? Duncan, there isn't a part for you in this play, is there? I persuaded my lord, Sir Andrew, to write a part in for me. And what is it? 
I'm a friend of Dorothy. <laughs> what about me? I'm her friend. I suppose I can have two friends. What is that? Look, darlings, can we get on with it, please? Sorry. Um, but look, over there, there's an odd-looking straw man. Who are you, my odd fellow? I'm Henry, your brother. No, in the play. Oh, right. Um, I am Scarecrow. I have no brain. Tell me about it. <laughs> OK, once upon a time... No, don't tell me about it. What you said... Look, you idiot. Do you want to come with me to meet the wizard who will give you a brain? Not if you're going to be like that. Oh, look, there's an odd-looking shiny fellow over there. Let's ask if he'd like to come too. Ah, hello, Milady Anne, uh, uh, Dorothy. I am Sir Tin Man. Hello, Sir Tin Man. Cool codpiece. What are you doing, Charlotte? You're not in this scene. Well, I always say cool codpiece to Sir William. Yes, in real life, but not in the play. Well, she can say it if she likes, Milady. <sighs> All right. Cool codpiece. Thank you, Milady. What's that long metal thing sticking out? That's my oil can. <laughs> I use it to stop myself squeaking. How does it work? Oh, just pull on the nozzle at the end. <laughs> but be careful, it's a gusher. <laughs> Last time anyone did that, it polluted the whole of the Gulf of Mexico. Sir Tin Man, would you like to come with us to meet the wonderful Wizard of Oz? Yes, I must consult with him, for though I am a famous knight, I have no heart. No heart? No. I have slaughtered many heathens across the world and felt not a tin of remorse. You mean a tinge of remorse? And that. <laughs> I think perhaps we'd better carry on our journey. Good idea, Duncan. <laughs> so, Tin Man, come with us to meet the wizard. He will give you a heart. Oh, Milady Dorothy, I would happily go with you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> Though the dog I can take or leave. <laughs> We're off to see the wizard. Wait a minute, look, there's a lion. Oh, poo, cut off in my prime. Hello, I'm a lion. Put him up. Put him up. Stand back, Dorothy. I will slay him with one blow from my axe. No, he's a lovely lion. Plus, he's my father. How can you be so heartless? Uh, weren't you listening earlier? And what is your problem, lion? It grieves me to say I am a coward. A cowardly lion? Surely that's an oxymoron. No, that's my son, Henry. Do you have a song that reflects the inner turmoil of your character? Yes, I do, actually. Yes, I'm scared, I'm afraid, I'm afeared. Which I know, for a lion, is rather weird. I'm like a rose that's been deflowered, or a bath that's been deshowered, or a horse that's underpowered. I am so chicken-hearted that I jump when someone's shouted. I'm afraid, that's my role. In a bagel, I'm the whole. I'm Sir Noel without the Noel. I'm a coward. Very well. You come with us and the wizard will give you some courage. How nice of him. But which way do we go? You follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Who are you, funny little people? We are the munchkins. And what's your purpose in the story? To tell you which way to go. Follow the yellow brick road. And may I say you have an incredibly irritating way of giving directions. <laughs> Follow the yellow brick road. Say that one more time and I will run you through. Follow the... What? Nothing. (laughs) Good. Follow Follow the yellow brick road! Ah! What are you doing? You've killed all the munchkins. Shame. Look, I gave them fair warning. They were doing my head in. This isn't some kind of horror production. Well, it is now. (laughs) Actually, it is in character for him to do that. After all... He has no heart. Thank you, Sir John. Indeed, I am adding complexity to an otherwise two-dimensional character. Duncan, can you help me pull these munchkins off my sword? 
Of course. And you can read about my battle with the munchkins in my new book, out soon in a quality bookstore near you. All right. Carry on. So, we're off down the yellow brick road, then. One, two, three. We're off to see the wizard. Why do you want me to go Oh, do keep up, Henry. Sorry, where are we going? <laughs> Is this the land of Oz, Dorothy? I don't know. Sunrise, she begin the morning. Sunrise. Bringing the dawn and fluttering the skirts all around. What a strange place. Look at those huge mice jumping across the road on their hind legs. <laughs> and that man with his shirt off wrestling a crocodile. Is this the mystical land of Oz? Let's ask those men at work digging a hole. <laughs> Excuse me, diggers. Uh, are we in the land of Oz? Yes, yeah, mate. You sound like a pom. I take that as an insult, to be called an apple in French. <laughs> Wait a minute, dudes. <gasps> Look over there. It's Merlin, with glasses and a, a paintbrush, and he's wobbling a piece of board. It's the wizard. Two little boys had two little boys. <laughs> oh, Merlin, Merlin. Can you tell what it is yet? Not really, no. Are you really the Wizard of Oz? Yes, I am, my lady. What do you call that strange and noble costume you're wearing? Well, these are called Speedos, mate. Everybody wears them out here. Cool. And that strange long tube with markings all over it? It's a didgeridoo, a special instrument that you blow while breathing constantly at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at that, actually. <laughs> Master Wizard. We have a scarecrow who needs a brain, a lion who needs courage, and a tin man who needs a heart. Can you help us? I'll just go and get my stylophone. Stop! What's going on? You're making a travesty of a great theatrical production. Don't worry, Si, we're working up to the big number. It's going to be a spectacular. Right, Thomas, now, special flying effects. Sit on this crescent moon, lady, and I'll make it fly up into the sky. Righto. <laughs> Cue the music. Roger that. I'm Jake the Peg Diddle 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 Dum with his extra leg Diddle 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 Dum wherever I go Diddle 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 Dum through rain and snow Diddle 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 Dum the people say Diddle 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 Dum there's Jake the Peg Diddle 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 Dum with his extra leg Diddle 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 Dum it's Jake the Peg Diddle 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 Dum. She's swinging around rather a lot. She's falling. I'll catch you, m'lady. You saved my life. Are you all right? Oh, I think you bent my nozzle. Do you know what I've learnt from this? There's no place like home. And I've learnt that love never dies, unlike munchkins. <laughs> and excellent special effects, Thomas. Especially the snow. Thank you, sire. Simple, really. Just made from torn-up bits of paper. Sir Andrew's idea... Wait a second, where did you get this paper from? <laughs> from some old book I found lying around. I had it shredded. You did what? Oh, I don't think you should have done that, sire. <laughs> ah! I die. I am slain. Oh, dear. Another wasted night at the theatre. <laughs> 
That was The Castle by Kim Fuller and Paul Alexander. It starred James Fleet as Sir John Woodstock, Neil Dudgeon as Sir William de Warren, Martha Howe Douglas as Lady Anne, Ingrid Oliver as Charlotte, Jonathan Kidd as Duncan and Thomas, Stephen Kimmon as Henry, and Lewis MacLeod as Merlin. The music was by Guy Jackson, and the producer was David Tyler. The programme was a positive production for the BBC. Yeah.